Warning, the following episode contains spoilers and foul language. User discretion advised. Today we watch 1982's Blade Runner and 1976's Logan's Run. So study for the test because Carousel is a lie. And enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Movies from A to B podcast, otherwise known as the MFAB podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And thanks for joining us once again. So today we're going to go a little old school, a little sci-fi. Old school sci-fi. Yeah, we're kicking it it back to the 80s to start us off with 1982's Blade Runner, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Harrison Ford, Ricker Hauer, and Sean Young. And Daryl Hannah and Edward James Olmos. Does he really star in it? You got like two lines yeah, of that. They're people. They're people yeah, in the yeah. movie. They they're don't have to star in it to be mentioned. This is true. So a pretty decent cast on paper. Based um, on uh, the 1968, uh, of course, Philip K. Philip Dick. Because yeah, <laughs> we're we, apparently doing just Philip K. Dick movies. Apparently. Uh, do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? I didn't know. That, that's an interesting title for a book. I like that. You do never do that? No. Oh, well. It's a nice title for I a book. You got a screensaver that's called Electric Sheep. Where you like upvote and downvote, and then it changes. <laughs> and it's mostly run on the internet. It's been years, so I don't know if it's still active. But... Probably. Something it's that pretty, awesome should stay. It's pretty here. fucking cool. <laughs> Anyways, let's get right into things here. All right. Um, this movie starts off with some text scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hot, sweaty text scrolling. Yeah, giving you a, just a intro kind of into what's going on in the world in this movie. Um, there's this thing called Tyrell Corp. They have an advanced robot evolution division where they make the Nexus 6. They basically are identical to humans, um, but they are called replicants. Yeah, they're more human than human. They're stronger, they're smarter, and they're used as slave labor. Yeah, slaves. But there was a mutiny at some point, and the replicants are now illegal on Earth. Yeah, and they're essentially why uh, Blade Runners yeah. are made, yeah. which These are just s- cops who pretty much... Retire. I'm doing air quotes if you can't tell. Retire. (laughs) They retire the N6s. And get rid of them. Yeah. Because they shouldn't be there. Damn N6s. So, we. New movie takes place in Los Angeles in 2019. So. In November. November. Very near future, actually. So. Shit's going to change, apparently, in the next three years. I love seeing movies like this where it right? has the date so close, or past, like yeah. Class of 1999, that's on the list. Oh, yeah. That's, that's another one where I laugh. Um, it kind of opens up on this gigantic building. The Tyrell building. The Tyrell building. Inside is this guy, we find out his name's Leon. Oh, Leon. Being tested. Um, See if he's a replicant. Yeah. It's, it's a weird kind of test. It's not, a, not a, like a true or false test. They just kind of... And they they give you these weird like situations. Yeah, and what you how you handle them and your weird. emotional responses. Like they ask him like, "Oh, you're in a desert. And you see a tortoise on its back." Yo, what's a tortoise? What's, I don't know what a tortoise is. Because so. oh yeah, animals they don't really tell you right away, but they're really rare. I mean, in the book they're pretty much extinct, but uh, in this world they're very rare. Okay. So, actual living animals. But yeah, basically Leon flips out. And shoots this guy, right? Yeah, after he asks about his mom. Yes, no, I'll tell you about my mom. <laughs> Just, he's a big, big, tardy looking dude. Oh, yeah. You got buck teeth, mustache. Goofy looking dude, yeah. Yeah. Kind of just derp. 
basically the city there's fucking buildings everywhere skyscrapers all over the place everything just looks congested as fuck too. flying cars yeah oh are the cars and just like general spaceships too right flying everything is yeah um we meet harrison ford's character deckard do you have a first name uh they say it rick rick, rick deckard uh harrison ford's character he gets picked up by the police um while he's eating his noodles Chinatown, Japantown, or whatever? Yeah, it looks like a Japantown. Yeah, yeah I guess I'd have to say Japantown. <laughs> Japantown? No okay. Japantown. There is none, but it should be. Yeah. Uh, he gets picked up and taken into the, I guess, captain's office? Is that what you want to call him? Yeah, it's a captain. Yeah. Commissioner or something. Commissioner or something. They know he wouldn't... Yeah, and the cops. They know he wouldn't come by himself, so they had to have somebody pick him up. Um, and basically what they need is... Somebody to catch these dangers. Four dangerous replicants out there. I thought he said three skin jobs hijacked a ship. I thought it was four. Well, there. It turns out it turns out to be four. It eventually, it's four, but mm-hmm. originally, but the, okay. The ones he's looking three. for are the three. Right. And he's like, I don't want to do it. And they basically kind of make him do it because these replicants are after the Tyrell Corp. Yeah. They. Decker's asking, you know, why do they even risk coming back to Earth when you know they know. Yeah. That they could be killed or retired. Right. So Rick goes to the Tyrell Corp and meets Rachel, yep. played by Sean Young. I really don't know who this actress is, but apparently she's a lead in this movie. Yeah, she hasn't really done much, and she looks a lot better with her hair up. Does she? I, I think, think so. Kind of, whatever. I mean, she looked good with her hair up, and after she took it down later on, I was kind of, eh. Yeah. There's a, we'll get to that, hopefully. He tests her. Because apparently she's a replicant. Well, the doctor wants a test, yeah, Dr. A negative Botai. test or whatever. I call him Doctor Bowtie. That's that's actually Doctor Tyrell. Yeah. He wears a sick bow tie and just big he does thick have glasses. A yeah. Bitchin' bow tie. So. Doctor Bowtie. Um. Apparently, like to to figure out a, a, a normal replicant takes like what thirty questions. Yeah. And it took over a hundred. Over a hundred for her. Yeah. For her, so she's like super advanced. She's. An experiment. Yeah, she doesn't know she's a replicant. Yeah. After that, Deckard goes and investigates Leon's apartment with his origami buddy, Edward James Lomos. Yeah. His character, what was his name? Gaff? Yeah, I, think I don't so. remember hearing his name, but he just finds scraps of paper and makes origami out of them. Yeah. Say much. That's what you do when you find a scrap of paper. You make origami, especially if you live in Japantown. It only makes sense. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. It's all of that. Okay. They're investigating it. And... Still all kinds of stereotypes in there for some reason. <laughs> At this this point, Leon is not in his apartment. He's meeting with Rutger Hauer's character, Roy. Yeah, Roy. Meet this Chinese, Jap- Japanese dude. The eye guy. Asian dude, yeah, in the ice cave. Um, he was a designer for the Nexus replicants. Yeah, he, well, he designed the eyes. The eyes. Just the eyes or, or other yeah. things, yeah. And you basically need to know who was, like, the lead designer, and it's this guy, J.F. Sebastian. Well, no, the lead guy is Tyrell, but they can't get to him. Okay. So he sends him to Sebastian. Okay. Didn't, well, just Sebastian, Sebastian made the... can get him in there. Sebastian did a lot of the work on him. Right. Nexus 6 is, but... Okay. The guy who did the brains and the stuff they're looking for. So Sebastian's important to get to, to get to the even more important people. Yeah, okay. essentially. All right. So, Deckard... Is found some stuff in Leon's apartment. Found like this little scale, and he leaves. And Rachel, 
Oh, if I find pictures what Leon too. was looking for. Yeah. He finds these pictures. Um, Rachel ends up tracking him down, tries to convince him that she's not a replicant because she's got memories pictures. and pictures and stuff. This is me with my mom when I was a kid. Yeah. When in reality, it's just Dr. Tyrell's niece. Yeah. Injecting those memories into her head. Yeah. Which is why she doesn't know if she's a robot. She leaves and, but leaves the, the picture of her as a little girl or whatever. Yeah. And then we run into Daryl Hannah's character. Chris. Chris. Who's just sleeping in trash. Yep. A homeless hooker. That's what I thought she was. Yeah, that's what she looked like in the beginning. You know? She's got, you know, trashy clothes on, just kind of nuzzles up in some garbage. Yeah. Falls asleep. It's a good place and to sleep. It's comfy. You go there. That's how it works. Who finds her? This, just some guy. We don't know it at the moment, but well, in he, talking, he is J.F. Sebastian. Yeah. So, you know, she kind of was staking out his place, I guess. Right. So they go into his house, and he's got two little people running around. Yeah, those are his friends. His friends. Because he makes all of his own friends. And they were, like, dressed up like old army guys, weren't they? Yeah, one, like, like Kaiser helmet and long nose. Because it was, like, Napoleon type or something. I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of funny. but They're just goose-stepping around, actually. We go back to Deckard. He's analyzing this picture. Well, he daydreams about a unicorn for some reason. I must have missed that part. Yeah, that's the next thing I've written down is Deckard daydreams about unicorns. <laughs> and he's also drinking Johnny Walker Black, which it's not bad. It's like, I mean, there's red, black, and then green, blue. and then gold, then blue. Blue is like top wrong pretty much, okay. I think, unless gold is. Never had any of that. So. Johnny Walker Red is like the normal, you know. So yeah, I've heard that. But... And then black is like the next step up. Oh, okay. So you get the black label if you want to get a little bit more hammered. Well... Not even more hammered. Just so he really, so he wants to get hammer. more hammered than normal. No, he's just got money to spend, apparently. Oh. Apparently Blade Runner's bringing in the big bucks. Yeah, well, even retired ones. So not he's... retired, but retired. Ah, uh, okay. Not retired. They're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he's fucking with the picture. Um, he finds this chick in the picture. Doesn't he go to this other Japanese guy and has him, like, microscope the evidence? Yeah. Like... Looking at the... Super duper imposes the picture and stuff. No, he does no. it in his house. Oh, yeah, he does it himself. And he finds a like, <clears throat> hidden picture within the picture uh, by enhancing and turning the... He does a ton of shit. It's all yeah. weird. Super so he, technology. This yeah. piece of evidence he found at Leon's apartment is like a, a scale almost. Yeah. And he goes to the Jap- Japanese guy and asks who made this fake snakeskin. So he looks up the... Or he looks through it in a microscope and shit, which... Interesting fact, it's supposedly uh, the footage they use for that is actually a marijuana bud. Really? Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> nice. But you don't know that. Okay. It's unfounded, I guess. Anyways. While this is going, doesn't he, he talks to Rachel at some point after this? Yeah, coming up here. Okay. But he tracks down where the scale came from, and then there's a weird scene of, like, chicks in hockey masks dancing. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, kind of. When he goes into, like, this bar. This oh, yeah, bar. yeah, yeah, in the smoke bar. That's when he ends up calling Rachel. Okay. Which, that was a really weird conversation. Yeah, she shuts him down after that. Yeah. Like, like apparently there's, like, some romantic chemistry there. But yeah, they're but... never, like, on the same page at the same time. Yeah. So they she... throw it around. Yeah, she kind of shuts him down this time. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and talks to where the snake skin came from, the snake performer. Yeah. Dancer. Um, 
dancer while she showers. Nice boob shot there. Yeah, and the coolest hair dryer ever. Yeah. Just stick your head in <laughs> stick like Stick your a... head in there and just... And then just poof. Did it style it too, right? Your uh, hair yeah, came out pretty styled, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought it was cool. I want one of those. Stick my head in every now and then for no reason. <laughs> uh, this chick ends up attacking Deckard. But yeah, she beats the shit out of him. He like changes his voice when he's talking to her, though. This is like the oh. time where I think he actually does a good acting job. Yeah, Harrison Ford is kind of blase in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. which is really disappointing. But um, he actually puts on like a geeky kind yeah. of uh, high-pitched Yeah, super this. nerd voice, yeah. Uh, she attacks him and takes off, and he chases after him because she's obviously a replicant, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they kind of chase through the streets of downtown LA. I'm assuming it's just it's super crowded, super hectic. It looks like there's way too much crap going on in the future. So yeah, too many people in the future. Way too many people. So use condoms, everybody, please. Yeah, we don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I didn't like is this whole time he's through the crowd, there's no music. There's no music, and he starts. I mean, there's they get a little dramatic towards the end of this chase when he actually catches her. I mean, but the whole time, sound. it's just background noise you hear. I would have loved a little dramatic music there just to kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. But he's, he chases her, he catches up to her with, with her. She's running down this hallway and shoots her and she just crashes through like six panes of glass. That's what I wrote down next. So many windows. Because <laughs> she just falls through one and then starts running again and running falls, and through, falls another. through another. Like, and they break perfectly. Like The whole thing shatters. It's not like it just crashes through a part. The whole thing shatters. Any glass usually does. <laughs> yeah. She dies. She's a replicant. So, But Leon is hanging around there too so he sees this. Well, this is where Deckard is told that you know there's one more you got to take care of too. Yeah. Because Rachel needs to be taken care of. Apparently. Right. But Lynn was <laughs> on the street at this time, so he saw her. He saw Deckard take her out. Yeah. Um, her name was Zora or Zora. Zora. Yeah, Zora. Joanna Cassidy was the actress's name. But. But yeah, this runs into Leon. Yeah. But he finds out that, you know, need to take care of Rachel, but she's vanished, so who knows where she is. And Leon catches up to him. Leon just kind of beats on him a little bit. You know, a lot of people really just beat the shit out of Harrison Ford at this point. (laughs) That's true. He fucking deserved it for the shitty performance he gave, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean... Maybe he got a, little, a couple head injuries and was just... Oh, my favorite part of this fight, though, is when he just picks him up and starts bitch slapping him. <laughs> yeah. Just holding him by the collar and literally like, crack, crack, crack. <laughs> Wake up, it's time to die. But right as, you know, Leon's is about to lay the final blow, yeah. who shows up and shoots him in the head. <clears throat> Come on now, retires him. Sorry, who shows up and retires him in the head? <laughs> Rachel. Nice kind of... Exploding effect. Shoots yeah. him right in the head. Kind of forehead just gets warped and just not a not a typical gunshot blowout. It just it, it looked like his head was like clay and just kind of warped to the side a little yeah. bit. But it was a good effect. Never, so never really paid much attention to it. Just it, it didn't. Str- yeah, it didn't strike me as a as a normal headshot. Mm-hmm. But Rachel kills him, and she wants to run. Yep, she, she says. She quotes, she's not in the business, she is the business. 
So she, uh, this is where she oh. undoes her hair. Yeah. Upcoming scene, and <laughs> the whole time I was watching this, I couldn't think of what's that fucking one movie? Is it Cruel Intentions or something? Or I've never seen it. I don't know where they just. It's the nerdy girl, and the one girl like undoes her hair and takes her glasses off, and they're like, "You're pretty now." That's kind of the opposite. I, I, I thought with her hair off. I, I thought she looked better with her hair down. And the whole scene I'm watching, she's letting her hair down. It's like, oh my god, that's all it takes to make somebody beautiful. Just put your hair down. Her hair was too puffy. Kinda. I mean, I, I don't mind a fro, but it's got to be on the right woman. I just didn't like the updo. It was weird. No, no, it was it's more like she had, Looks like she had two speakers on the top of her head. Yeah, one giant puffball is good. Oh. <laughs> oh. Teach their own. Yeah. <laughs> we will agree to disagree on that. Yeah, and at this point, this is where uh, Deckard gets really rapey. Yep. He kisses her. She runs. <laughs> he, like, slams the door as she tries to leave. And there's a little make-out set. Yeah, well, he's telling her what to do. Yep. I thought that was what super does he say? Creepy. He says, say kiss me. Or yeah. And she's like, kiss me. And then, okay, huh. Okay, I guess we'll go. I suppose. Since you're saying it, it's okay. <laughs> if anyone's listening. Yeah, so that's super creepy. Yeah, it's a little creepy there. After the little makeout sesh, we flash to Pris and J.F. Sebastian. Well, Pris painting her eyes. Yeah. Getting in that classic fucking replicant yep. costume, essentially. <laughs> the, like, half-torso of the dick-nose guy. <laughs> Is he alive or what? He's obviously a replicant, right? Oh, well, yeah. Something. He's just like He's a got toy. He's a fucking nose like a dick. It's long, pointy, it's painted pink at the tip. It's like Tango Mask. His something. eyes just kind of move back and forth, and that's the only thing that moves on him. Yeah, he's watching shit go down. Yeah, I, it's just a little funny. Uh, Roy shows up. Oh, this is where we find out Sebastian is 25. But, he doesn't look 25. Well, yeah, he even says he's got, like, uh, whatever disease where uh-huh. his shit accelerates. Okay, but he yeah. looks like he's fucking 50-something. Oh, no shit. But it's got, like, I don't know. Wrinkles and crap. Who, who There were celebrities who had that. I don't know. I don't know. Old people that are young. Pagoda, maybe? I don't know. Everybody thought he was dead. Isn't he? He just died recently. Did he? Yeah. Like this year. Really? He's like 96. For the longest time, everybody thought he was dead because he just looked so old. Because <laughs> he just looks dead all the time. <laughs> Pretty much. He's a walking corpse. Well... <laughs> Anyways, this is where we meet Roy. Yeah, well, we already met Roy. Yeah. But he shows up now. He wants to see Dr. Tyrell. Um, and I guess after this is after uh, Pris painted her face, and they kind of just sh- keep a shot on her face as they flash out. Yeah. And he's got, it's either an acne or something, but there's something right by her lip. She's got a cold sore or something? Yeah, put nice herpes, Pris. <laughs> 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 Get that shit taken care of. Yeah, they got a cream for that in the future, hopefully. Yeah. They don't just laser that shit off anymore. Um. So, yeah, they talk uh, Sebastian into helping him yeah. meet Tyrell. He seems like he's just a pushover, kind of. Sebastian? Yeah. No, he's he's happy-go-lucky. Yeah. but He's like a almost like a simpleton, but like a idiot savant, you know? Yeah. He knows um, shit when it comes to making replicants. Yeah, he does. His whole fucking house is just full of shit. Uh, so Roy and John, or JF, Sebastian, go to Dr. Tyrell's. Prior to the movie, we found out that these four, the Nexus 6 replicants, only have four years of life. Yeah, four-year lifespan. They were worried that in four years' time, they would develop their own emotions and stuff, and they would learn, basically, that... So once they get their own opinions, we kill them off, essentially. Yeah, right. 
So Roy doesn't like this. Roy wants more life. Yeah. Tyrell says, hey, it can't be done. <laughs> Roy kisses him. Yeah. And then just gouges his fucking eyes out. Just, and I, really I wish they would have shown more of that, because you just kind of see it from behind. It was you... pretty graphic, though, for... I, I thought they could have showed it more. I mean, honestly. you don't need to see the fingers digging into the skull, you know? I mean, yeah. you do in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that's but what I have written down, he's though. He's just, like, fury in his face. Just... <laughs> Confronting Tyrell, Roy kisses him, then crushes his fucking <laughs> skull. <laughs> pretty much. JF, Sebastian sees this, he takes off running. At this point, I wrote down there's a lot of LPs in this flick. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of little people in this movie. You see that are like the same ones playing. Probably, probably. I don't know. Three of them outside. One is named. One is character's name is Bear. The other is Kaiser. Deckard hears on his radio that JF Sebastian is dead. It goes up to JF. I start. Does it? Well, yeah. He says Tyrell and JF are dead. He goes to JF's place. Chris is fucking creepy at this point. Just she had, like, a veil on, yeah. right, and just kind of sits there all frozen, which, I mean, great job by Daryl Hannah to just look like a fucking mannequin. Hides right in front of him. Yeah. It's not like she's tucked away in a corner. She's sitting dead center in the middle of the room, and he kind of comes over and looks at her, and that's when she surprise attacks him. And they kind of have a little fight, and then awesome kill shot. Yeah, that was kind of aggressive. Huh? Fucking mid-backflip shoots her right in the chest. Mid what? Backflip. Like she's oh, yeah. flips and he's just like timing it just right and kapow catches it right in the mid backflip. I thought it was awesome. It's a good kill. And then she freaks the fuck out and then he has to shoot her like oh, yeah. more she's just a super spaz attack. Was Roy there to see this, right? No, he comes and finds her later. Oh yeah, he comes and finds her. Oh, very shortly. Very shortly. Because next is like the showdown with Roy. Yeah, showdown with Roy. Uh, Deckard's kinda hiding, but Roy can sense where he is. He's got his gun ready, and Roy like literally punches through this wall and grabs his hand. Yeah, takes the gun. Takes the gun and dislocates a couple of his fingers. Yeah, and then gives him the gun back. Yep. Here you go, I'll try and shoot it, fucker. Yeah, I definitely wrote that he, you know, Roy got super primal. Yes, because he just runs around howling after this. Yeah, weird he took off shirt, pretty much skipped down to shit, and he's like, I'm going to howl, yep. and I'm going to hunt you down and murder you. Yep. Head one point, headbutts through a wall. <laughs> In a bat. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deckard hits him with a pipe and runs onto the ledge of the building. Because, you know, that's the way to escape. Yeah, dude, you go straight to the ledge um, and jump. Because you're pretty much dead once a robot wants you dead. Yeah. Keep in mind, his fingers are still dislocated at this yeah. time. So, Roy obviously finds him out there because there's really nowhere to go when you're on the ledge. It's either up or down. And he didn't go anywhere. Deckard climbs up to the roof. He slips. He's kind of just hanging there with by one hand. Well, when he jumps... On the roof. Yeah, he jumps to another side. Oh, yeah. And kind of like half-ass makes it. Yeah. Roy shows up, and <laughs> immediately, I, was, I I had to double-check because I thought John Woo directed this movie yep. for a second. Because <laughs> Roy has a dove. Just holding the dove. Yep. Roy saves him. Like, Roy could just let him fall. Yeah. But Roy saves him before he falls. Gives a small monologue. About some shit. Which and had one of the most famous lines of the movies, which is like, all those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. Which, uh, apparently, Rutger Howard labeled his uh, autobiography all the moments. Wow, Rutger Howard has an autobiography. Yeah. Okay. 
after this monologue releases the dove and dies john Wu style and just dies and super anticlimactic like this, i don't think so i thought it was perfect i was waiting for him to you know die of a, a, a painful death at the hands of, of deckard uh-huh. that was his job but he just kind of slumps over and dies it's just time ran out um, most time was running out the whole time yeah like when he uh earlier when he's on the hunt and his hand starts to seize up so he like jams a spike through it oh yeah that point that was a little gruesome yeah that's pretty pretty gory so yeah roy's died all the replicants besides rachel are gone so yeah. deckard goes home his door's already open yep it's because rachel's there yeah and they just kind of leave yeah. and that's how it ends yeah yeah <laughs> just this just was it. the whole part with I, I don't know if i missed something it's been a while since i've seen this movie and watching it another time was great and all but it feels like I missed something this time around where um, Edward James Olmos' character is, uh, he said something. He said something at the end, too, God, and I can't remember it. Well, he had that whole speech when uh, on the rooftop. And yeah. that leaves like a unicorn right. folded up in the hallway. And then they repeat a speech, and I must have missed something because it's probably like something super like in-depth and like... Yeah. All Probably. the fucking nerds out there are like, oh, you idiot, you didn't see that shit? You didn't see that? You didn't get it? You stupid son of a bitch. I'm never listening to this show again. <laughs> but yeah, that's it just kind of, to me, it had an anticlimactic ending. It just kind of was a slow ending. I mean, I thought it ended good. I like that. Not terrible, but yeah. basically Deckard and Rachel are just kind of run off. Yeah, and who knows what happens then. Right, so. Anything. Blade Runner 2, coming next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The long-awaited sequel. Turn it into a TV series. So, yeah. You want to go first on this one, or should I? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Take her away. Um, maybe it was uh, all the weed I was smoking when I was younger. Or, <laughs> well, maybe it was just not understanding it or something, but this didn't hold up as much as it. I felt it should have. I mean, the music, I love the music. The music was really good. It... I mean, it built a lot of scenes. There was a, it felt like it belonged the whole time, you know. Mm-hmm. The acting, eh, Harrison Ford is not a good actor in this. I mean, I know uh, he had like a. This is supposedly one of the worst movies he ever worked on, according to him. But uh, it's like he was half-hearted throughout it. He was half-assing it, you know. Yeah. Rutger Hauer, on the other hand, was fucking amazing. His character emoted. It was fucking beautiful. You felt for him by the end. I don't know. It was good. And the cinematography is awesome. Lighting and everything is just great. The only things I didn't really like about it was it kind of dragged a little for me. And I can tolerate long movies, but just felt like it was a little... Yeah. It's only just under two hours, too. Yeah. It's really not that long. But all in all, I... Um, Kind of in between a six and a seven. I think I'm going to land on a seven. I mean, okay. it was good. Yeah, maybe I'll land on... I'm going to land on a six. Sorry. Taking that okay. away. That's fine. I don't think I'll go back and watch it again. Yeah. It's a problem. Fair enough. So I recommend it. It's good to watch. It's fun. It's kind of, you know, noir-y, cyberpunk-ish. It's got a lot of... A lot of that style in it, but... And I have a feeling it's going to get a lot of talked about in the next couple years simply because we're approaching the actual time in this movie oh 2019 yeah yeah i'm sure facebook will have like like a couple of the replicants dates where i like one was born february in 2016 i remember seeing oh, so and leon was born leon was born in 2017 
Nice. So, <laughs> so we're approaching that time. But, but yeah, I'm landing on a six. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm initially going to say this had some awesome production design and special effects just set-wise for the time period. I think it was incredible. Harrison Ford really phoned this performance in. Yeah, he did. It was just, oh, God, he's been so much better in other things. Like, yeah, just not, just... It's like he didn't care. Just dull, just boring. Yeah. Yeah, like, he was just drunk the whole time or something. I don't know. He just... He wasn't getting paid enough to be there. Yeah. Um, Maybe there's just more info. It was like this was the last movie in a contract he did with the studio, and he just wanted to get the shit done. Yeah. But, yeah. Like I said, I thought the end, I thought the ending was kind of just... You know, eh. I was I was hoping for more. I said, no, it's not really meant to be an action flick. That's what I that's what I initially assumed, but I see that now. The story was good. It was a, a good story, but I just I think the acting really brought it down, mm-hmm. big time. Besides Rooker Howard, he did a great job. Yeah, he did. He was awesome in this movie. The whole last scene where he's hunting him down yeah. to like the end of the rooftop where he dies. Just channels his inner fucking demons there and yeah. something, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna sit right along with Gavin. I'm gonna give it a six. Oh, nice. Um, I, I mean, I've never seen this movie before. I've heard a lot about it. I know it's highly regarded on a lot of top films lists. I know oh, yeah. if I has it on their hundred greatest films, IMDb has it like 134 on their best films. But I really don't see it. I, I, I really think. There's, it doesn't deserve as much credit as it gets, but who knows? So yeah, we're gonna sit right along on a six. IMDb gave it an eight point two out of ten. So, I mean, we're a little under that, but yeah, yeah. we're not your average critics apparently. No, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, just some fun facts about this. Uh, the original first cut of this movie was four hours long. Yeah. So. If you really want to be a, a fan of this, I'm sure you could track that down somewhere and find not, it. I don't even know what you could watch for four. What yeah. else you could watch for four hours? Gone with the Wind was four hours, and people love that movie. Oh, Gone with the Wind. When he's investigating the snake scale under the electron microscope, apparently it was actually a bud of marijuana. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say that earlier? Yeah. I thought you were telling me that before we started recording. No, no, that was while we were talking yeah. during this. <laughs> oh. In the actual story that Philip K. Dick wrote, the term replicants are never used. Yeah. They are known as androids or Andes. So they just kind of wanted to separate from there. Yeah. And Philip K. Dick only saw the opening 20 minutes of this movie before he died. Ah. And he was extremely impressed. Wow. And he's been quoted as saying... Quote, it was my own interior world. Interior world. They caught it perfectly. However, Ridley Scott nor the screenwriter actually read the book. Really? So. Well, this is uh, Ridley Scott's. He felt, or he said it was one of his most complete films. Yeah, he feels it's his, this his most personal and complete film. Yeah. And Rooker Howard feels the same way, which he should with this performance. So. Another interesting fact, um, <clears throat> if you're a fan of the cyberpunk. Uh, genre. Uh, author William Gibson, uh, who made Neuromancer, among many others, went and saw Blade Runner when he was preparing to write his first novel. And he was so shocked by the similarities that he uh, didn't watch the rest of the movie because he didn't. It was too similar to what he was writing at the time. Wow. Yeah. 
yeah, so there's just some fun facts about there. Um, it's worth a see, I suggest. I mean, yeah. Like I, I mean, said, the lighting and cinematography is beautiful. Yeah, it's and like I said, it's it's highly regarded among people about as a great movie. Some people disagree, like us, but yeah, it's definitely worth checking out at least once. So yeah, go check it out if you like sci-fi stuff. Anything else you want to add? Uh, not that I can think of it right now. So. Right. Well, we're going to pop to break, and we'll be back with the B-side. Right. Welcome back to another edition of Random Recommendations with Aaron this week. Um, this one's going to go out to all the wrestling fans out there. I myself am a big wrestling fan. I know some of our listeners are. I'm recommending the WWE Network. If you're a wrestling fan and you have not signed up for this yet, what are you waiting for? Uh... As you might know, it costs $9.99 a month. The app's available on all smart TVs, Roku's, Xboxes, PS4s, wherever you can get apps. You need to get this if you're any sort of wrestling fan. You can get any pay-per-view ever in the history of the WWE, WCW, AWA, ECW. Anytime you can watch it, anywhere on the go. Um, also, you're going to get access to all current pay-per-views. Never want to miss a WrestleMania, a SummerSlam. There's two pay-per-views a month now with the brand split. So what are you waiting for? Get this, along with a bunch of original programming. But yeah, for any wrestling fans out there, highly recommend taking the $9.99 a month and grabbing the WWE Network. That's my recommendation for the day. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, and welcome back to the second half of the MFAB podcast, Movies from A to B. This is the B-side. The B-side is the good side. The fun side. Yeah. Uh, today's uh, B-side is going to be 1976's Logan's Run. Directed by Michael Anderson. Starring Michael York, Jenny Agutter, Richard and Jordan. Richard Jordan. Yeah. Amongst a few other people. Based oh, yeah. Farrah Fawcett is in this movie, yeah. too. That's yeah. probably the biggest name. but A little, little person. Yeah. She's, she's as Farrah Fawcett and Majors in this movie. She oh, was yes. married to Lee Majors at the time. Yeah, this is right before they divorced, apparently. <laughs> they weren't even married that long, really. No. Uh, I wasn't alive then. It was based on a novel of the same name by uh, two different guys, William Nolan, and I can't remember the name of the other one. Dude was... It just says he, he was the only writer of the novel. Oh, no. George Clayton Johnson. George Clayton Johnson, that's what it was. Not, Not Philip K. Dick. No, no, not, no okay, not this time. <laughs> not this time. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we can get this started. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Does this have another text in? This is a text in again. Yeah, yeah. again. That's the theme of this episode. Yeah, it's... Movies with text in entrance. Yeah. <laughs> so the year is the 23rd century, and uh, pretty much everybody, well, everybody lives in a dome city. Yeah. I have it looked like a bunch of Epcot centers together yeah yeah very it's a cheesy old little model crystalline cities yeah but everybody lives for pleasure and pretty much you know everybody has a great life but there's one huge catch yeah it's a little catch okay just a little so everybody on the 30th birthday dies so once you get 30 you're dead Gavin, you would be dead by now if you lived and in this fuck city. Fuck you for revealing my age to the... <laughs> oh, I didn't say how old you were exactly. Hey, I really? only got a few years until I get there, Real too. Real kick so. the nuts there. Hey. I'm an old guy. Yeah, Gavin's old. Fucking I'm almost crazy. there. So. Living out the glory years, according to this movie. Yeah, so. I'd be dead. I'd be dead a little while ago. 
Anyways, uh, yeah. On your 30th birthday, you go off to Carousel, which is uh, essentially... How did you put it? What? When they go to Carousel? Yeah, well... We'll get to that in a minute, but there's the opening scene in this is funny to me. It's uh, oh. we meet Logan, who's played by Michael York. Yeah. Um, and his buddy Francis, played by Richard Jordan. Yep. They're in this, like, birthing wing. Yeah. Right? And they're, they're bringing these babies in, and they literally... <laughs> Bang on the glass and make these babies cry and leave. And after an alarm goes off, they're like, yeah, it was an accident. And then they walk away laughing. You assholes. It's way a bunch of babies. Fuck with them. But yeah, they're looking at the next generation. Yeah. Which, uh, the characters are Logan 5 and Francis 7. Okay. So they're the, like, fifth and seventh regeneration. Yeah. Logan and Francis. And Logan thinks he's looking at Logan 6, the new Logan. Which you don't know, because yeah. they don't know who the mothers are, they don't know who the fathers are. Kids are kind of like birthed yeah. without parents in this world. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so they head off to Carousel, which uh, Carousel is... It's like this. there's this giant crystal, glowing crystal, and everybody sits around it, and then the people who are coming into Carousel... Uh, looks like a bunch of clan members. <laughs> they got on white pointy robes, and they circle this glowing crystal. And then they take off the robes and look like a Canadian bobsledding team in these unit that reference. Oh, just, unitards okay. that they're wearing. There's just like a you know spandex unitards that are red, like flames coming up yeah. into white. So I'm like weird masks. They look like they could be a bobsled team. So. Okay. And they all just kind of get, like, lifted into the air. Yeah, they all float up into float the air. Float there. And you can totally see the wires that are it's, hanging these people's well, supposedly, <laughs> in its time, one of the most complicated, like, aerial wire... Oh, I'm assuming. I believe that. But, yeah, it's not up. watching it nowadays. You can see, like, the little fishing line wire that they're supposed to be floating on. So, that was But fun. they're lifted into the air nice and generous, or gently, and then... Uh, they explode. Then, then they fucking explode, yeah. Little firecrackers just going off. And they're renewed! Renewed! Renew. Everybody just just starts shouting, renew, renew! And it's, you know, just a jolly good time watching people explode. Yeah. Well, they know they're being renewed. Yeah. Because on your 30th birthday, you go there, get renewed, and then you come back as a baby. <laughs> so that, you think. That's, that's how it works. That's how it works in every world. We all know this. Yeah. So what Logan is... He's what's called Sandman. Yeah, Logan and Francis are Sandmen. 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 <laughs> they chase people who want to escape Carousel. Yeah, who don't want to die at 30. Yeah. Who, who just want to live. Runners who want to escape the city and go live somewhere else. Um, <laughs> so Logan and his buddy chase these people down. and Yeah, while they're at Carousel, they get a, Logan gets a call saying there's a runner in the Great Hall. So they head out to the Great Hall, chase down, do their job, you know. Which they can't is, shoot for shit, though. Uh, <laughs> horrible shots. That's the thing. With this whole scene, I think, I really think they're just being major just sadists. Yeah, they're just messing with them the whole time. Yeah. Because there's even one point where he's like, run, runner, run! Oh, yeah, and he's just, <laughs> like, laughing, shooting around him. Just yeah. crazy, like, maniacal laughing. I guess so. Hunting this person like an animal because they didn't want to die. It was a... I never really paid much attention to that scene when I've seen this in the past, and it was just really weird watching again and being like, wow, those guys are kind of fucked up. <laughs> These, this is our hero. <laughs> and then, but the, I say the reason I say they can't shoot for shit is because after they catch this guy, one of them says, 
took you enough shots. So they literally acknowledged the fact that they couldn't shoot. Yeah, but or he had they just the wall at like point blank and like oh, yeah, no, they're shooting literally all around him. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows whether they're just being dicks or they just really couldn't shoot. But. So yeah, they kill the guy and then the body melting crew comes. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's a stop motion decom- decomposing, right? Kinda. Yeah, the guys come riding on these platforms, and the platform squirts out some kind of like acid or some shit that just melts the body <laughs> completely. And gone. Yeah. Nobody knows he was there. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Yeah. At this point, we kind of head back to uh, Logan when he's at his apartment. Yeah. And he's using the dial of fuck. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that is a great term for this. Essentially, it's just this big wall, and he's clicking through like he's clicking through channels, and people are just showing up that he can fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It seemed like the best. Um, finds this chick and brings her in. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, basically, yeah. <laughs> not even, you know, nonchalant. He's like, yeah, let's fuck. Kinda. Yeah. So let's and go have sex now. This is what you're here for. She doesn't, though. No, that's she, she was sad, and that's why she put herself in the circuit. Yeah, she wanted to find her friend or whatever. But Well, she knew her friend was dead. Yeah. So. She's a good-looking chick, though. Yeah, she's so. a cutie. Yeah. This is, uh, this is later. her name's Jessica. Jessica, played by Jenny Agutter. Jessica Six, I believe. Jessica Six, yeah. Um. So, yeah, Jessica ends up leaving, and at the same time, that's when Francis comes in. With two babes. <laughs> two random hoes. Yeah. <laughs> And I love this because they he throws like an orb up onto the ceiling <laughs> yeah. and it just explodes into this red mist and everybody goes into like orgy. Super seventies sex orgy scene right here. It's like what drug is that? <laughs> that you just walk into a room and huck it on the ceiling and everybody gets <laughs> fucked up. I could not help but laugh at this scene. It was good. <laughs> so <laughs> then we go to the next day where uh, Francis is, goes into drop off the stuff from his latest kills or whatever. And he does that, talks to the computer, leaves. Then Logan comes in, does the same thing. But he has a symbol that he picked off the last runner, which is an onk. An onk. So the computer asks him about the onk. He doesn't really know. Yeah, about sanctuary, too. And he doesn't know about that. So the computer's like, <laughs> okay, well... You're gonna find, you're gonna pretend to be a runner and you're gonna go find sanctuary and you're gonna destroy it. And he's kind of like, well, fuck. I don't want to. Like I got shit going on. Why? Why you do all this other shit? Plus I'm not even like runner rage. They're like, yeah, show us your ID. And he puts his hand on the thing. And, and they just age him four years. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? So like, I'm getting my time back, right? If I do this, I get this back, right? What the fuck? It's a real dick move, computer. Real dick move. So essentially, yeah, Logan gets screwed into Last Day, which is, you know, your last day, so he can find and destroy Sanctuary. And so he meets up with Jessica again, right? Yeah, this is where he does kind of detective work. Um, Jessica's going to help Logan out because two of her friends, or she knows people that have gone to Sanctuary. escape Sanctuary. Um, uh, so they kind of go to an abandoned part of the city. Um, oh, well... First, they go to the arcade, right? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He arranges to meet with Jess. He needs help, right? He kind of convinces her. She... They have two, two of her friends, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Essentially, they go to the arcade. Oh, yeah, the arcade with Cause... these, like, super futuristic video games. Yeah, they don't really show much of it. No. 
it's funny. It's just like a room full of people, pretty much, and a giant hand in the middle. (laughs) So, yeah, they were going to kill him when they were in arcade, but he got another call to track down another runner. Right. So, yeah, they get alert. There's a runner in the cathedral, so they head down to the cathedral, which is like a closed-off like section of town. Mm -hmm. And this is where all the cubs live. Okay. Little... They're little kids, right? Yeah, cubs. Yeah, cubs, yeah. Because they're too wild to be in. Oh yeah, I put down. Oh, they get ambushed by a bunch of, bunch of heathens. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. Whippersnappers. <laughs> they're too too young to be in the regular city and. Yeah, little hoodlums. Yeah. And where they stick them to live, you know, looks like fucking Detroit or Cleveland or something. It's really. Yeah, it's a cathedral. It's like the shitty part of town. Yeah. Essentially, it's Crappy. like all shut down and. Pretty much fend for yourself type shit. Yeah. Didn't, didn't one of the little girls like steal Jessica's yeah, bracelet? Stole bracelet. Steals her bracelet and she's like, what the fuck? Nice. Little bitch. Just walks off with it. <laughs> Logan's like, yeah, don't go after her. It's yeah. probably a trap. <laughs> um, Logan shoots his way out of it though. Yeah, well, first he intimidates like 90% of them into running. <laughs> he screams at him pretty much and pulls out his gun and fucking they all take off. Except for the main cub who's like pretty much running the shit down in the cathedral. Yeah. He's got a little fro and, like, a knife. <laughs> but, yeah. This whole time, Francis is kind of following. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Logan decides he wants a new face if he's going to do this. Well, first they offer a runner help, and... Because they find the runner that they're after in cathedral. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and... Instead of killing her like Logan should have, he lets her go. Right. And, you know, tells her to, like, go, you know, find a new, get a new face, get out of there, do whatever you got to do. And then Francis shows up, and after they leave, and kill her, obviously. Yeah. And you go, Logan. Um, but he goes to go get a new face, and this is where we meet Farrah Fawcett's character. At um, the new you. Holly. Um, she is so terrible in this movie. Such a bad actress. Yeah, yeah, she's she not very good. Well, probably literally only got in this movie on her looks and the fact that she was like a sensation at this time. Yeah, she period. was Farrah Fawcett. So, so. Farrah Fawcett, majors. Well, like every kid in the world had a poster of her that they jerked off to <laughs> in their Pretty much, yeah. Um, but they refer, like we said, they refer to Logan as Sandman, but they like overdo it in this scene. Like, yeah. oh, you must be a Sandman. We don't get too many Sandman in here. Doctor, here's the Sandman. The Sandman wants a new face. And it's just, shut up, we get it. He's Sandman, Sandman, you should get dark hair. Yeah. I like dark hair, Sandman. Oh. Um, the doctor, like, slices his face. And then heals it right away. Yeah. He's going to, like, kill him, though, wasn't he? Well, yeah, mid-procedure, uh, he gets a call. And he's like, uh, what if the healing stuff stops? And he just... Sends the machine into berserk mode. Yeah, and lasers going all over the place. Logan's suit kind of gets cut up. Yeah. He fights with the doctor. Doctor gets thrown on the table. Gets nice. shredded to fuck. Some nice, you know, lighting and effects there. Yeah. I thought it was a good for the 70s. Yeah, for yeah, for everything in this movie is like super futuristic. Yeah. Like even for today's standards. Well, what do you mean by futuristic then? Think about a futuristic movie in the 70s, and what their vision of what like 2012 was going to be. Yeah. They actually, you know, went further into the future. Like, this is like, what, 2224? Yeah, 2240s. So, yeah, what they imagined for that far into the future would be like what some other movies envisioned what 1998 was going to be like. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty futuristic. Everything's you know automated. <clears throat> so yeah, this is a uh, after he kills a doctor. This is where he follows Jessica, right? Yeah, and then Francis shows up, yep. and they get in a little tuffle, and Logan takes off, and uh, she's like, "I know a little secret way. We got to go through this uh, giant orgy shop." <laughs> The love shop. We gotta go through the love shop. And they go in there and it's like a complete fucking acid trip. Yeah, it's like red and purple lighting. And Everything slows down. Everybody's naked and rubbing on each other. All and, kinds of naked people. And this is a PG movie, folks. Yeah, like, PG movies there in was, the 70s like, were the shit. There was no PG-13 rating back then. Like, literally on the back of the case it says PG. So I'm watching this thinking, isn't this supposed to be PG? Because when I first... A lot of titties for that first scene when he meets Jessica, and I'm like, oh, she's the hooker or whatever. I'm like, ah, I might, you know, get a little tit shot here. But then I look on the back, I'm like, ah, it's PG, damn it. And then I see this, and I'm like, whoa, 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 all right. Uh, full on orgy. <laughs> it's a different time back then, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they um, gotta like weave their way through this giant orgy club. Yeah, they pretty much have to escape getting boned by like everybody in there. And then they go back. Don't they go back down to the cathedral area? Oh, no, they find uh, the secret passageway in the back, and Jess leads Logan there, and they block it off, and Francis can't get through, and that's when they head to where the people of Sanctuary are, all the friends that... You know, giant sticks that they just kind of shove in Logan's face, right? Yeah, well, he's a Sandman, they yeah. can't trust him because <laughs> right. he's a Sandman. Um, so, yeah, they're <clears throat> he's, you know dead set on getting a sanctuary and at this point he like clicks something on his belt which kind of alerts all the other sad men he walks into the light or something to get out of there holly shows up again for faucet still can't act just just so stupid she's so stupid like she makes harrison ford in blade runner look like you know he should have been given an oscar because it's fucking terrible yeah she just i don't know if it was her acting like she didn't know or if she legitimately didn't know. <laughs> she probably just didn't legitimately know. It's like they had to talk her through the scene pretty much. <laughs> it's like, no, do you remember when there was two Sandman there, right? And she's like, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Tip yeah. <laughs> Soul Valley Girl and just, uh-huh? Yeah. What? Really? Huh? Is there, okay. Oh. <laughs> she's really stupid or she's fucking genius and this is the best acting job ever. <laughs> That's what it comes to. I'm going to go with the first part of that. <laughs> but, so, um, yeah, they decide they're going to – they tell Logan where to go, and Jess wants to go with them because she doesn't want to leave without him or him to leave without her. So this is when uh, the rest of the Sandman attack. Yeah, big explosion. Holly dies. Thank God. Yeah. Don't have to deal with her <laughs> for the rest of the movie. And this is a – oh, I didn't say this before, but, yeah – once they run from the new U place, that's essentially where Logan's run started. Okay. The whole 46 minutes before that was just build up to <laughs> the actual run, which... This was Logan's warm-up. Yeah. <laughs> now we're actually into Logan's run. Yeah, so they, uh... Logan hits a dead end, though. Yeah. He has to use the Ankh, right? Isn't that his key? Yep. But he drops it in the water. Well, they were going to use her Ankh that was in her necklace... And they oh. drop that one in the water. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. I got oh, the Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Had an extra one. <laughs> so that's kind of like, 
Oh, just you know, make the woman give her your give give you her key. You know. Well, I'll hang on to mine. It's more special. Ah, oh, you dropped this. I suppose <laughs> I gotta use this one. Whatever. It was the one he pulled off a dead body. It had sentimental meaning. <laughs> so yeah, they get out. Door shuts. Again, Francis is just left behind. Yeah. time. He's always like on their coattails <laughs> throughout this movie. They enter into this like. Look, I thought it looked like a water treatment plant type thing. Yeah, it was either that or they called it a hatchery. Yeah. They, it's like where they raise fish. Yeah, for foods and stuff. Oh, and then this entire scene, when they're going through the hatchery, I thought it was super weird because her hair was wet the entire time. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. Yep. And there was no reason for her hair to be wet. I, I put that in later because I started to notice it later. His hair is perfect throughout the entire movie. Yeah, it was. No, I yeah. Didn't like her hair gets messed up so much because they go through water and yeah. wind and you know it's coming up they're gonna come into ice but yeah her hair just gets fucked yeah and his just stays you know perfect you know suave and poofed and swifted to the side so I like to believe he had a switchblade comb <laughs> between every scene just combing the it out have switchblade combs Kevin yeah bunch of fucking idiot assholes <laughs> we all know an asshole who has a switchblade comb yep. some even have two one for the mustache. <laughs> Anyways, Francis shoots through the wall, starts like a waterfall kind of thing. Logan and Jessica get swept away, right? Yeah, down. Uh, through a door, which they close off. They close off, and apparently instantly on an elevator. Yeah, up. they kind of stumble half-assedly into an elevator. Yeah. Lucky them, right? Hmm. Yeah. They ride this up, which had a really nice camera shot. Yeah. From, like, underneath the elevator as it's going up. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and they come up into an ice cave. And they're all wet and freezing, and well, he literally says, let's take our clothes off. Yeah, let's take our clothes off so they don't freeze to us. <laughs> and boom, more nudity. Yeah. Which, thankfully, thankfully hot, only so. female nudity. Yeah. Bingo. And then they just kind of cover up. Some skins. Skins. <laughs> and this, is, this is my whole, this is my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. This whole scene. We meet. Well, first of all, did you notice all the ice sculptures all around? Oh, yeah, the animals. They're like yeah, penguins and shit. Lots of ice sculptures. Yeah. That all plays into, like, I've read the comic, too, so this is oh, okay. <laughs> it all plays into a lot all of right. different things. But, yeah. This is where they meet. Box. Box? <laughs> Box. <laughs> I am Box. <laughs> this crude, like, <laughs> cardboard robot that they just painted silver. Yeah. And there's clearly a guy inside it. He's just, I am Box. Ish. Protein. <laughs> sea greens. Um, they start asking him about sanctuary. Um, you don't know shit. No. There's a bunch of frozen people around him. Well, not yet. But he talks about, you know, his job of freezing stuff. Once the fish stopped coming and once the kelp stopped coming, mm. the runners started coming, so he started freezing them. Ah, okay. That's so, why they were all frozen. Yeah, so essentially... Everybody who's ever been a runner and gone to Sanctuary has been uh, frozen into a fucking wall and saved for food, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Because at one point, Box is like, this is my job to freeze you! <laughs> and at this point, he has, like, giant freezer gun hands. <laughs> and they kind of have a shootout with him then, right? Yeah, this, this whole scene's kind of wonky. Yeah, it's still cool, though. Yeah. Um, a lot of overlaid, like, fucking footage. Yeah. Explosions and, and stuff happening. Francis is still right behind him, right? Yeah, a little bit. Kinda. Because they eventually escape the ice cave, and they're finally outside. They're finally in, out of the domes. It is the new world. 
And they see the sun. Like, what is it? I don't know, but it's warm. And it's just... <laughs> yeah, this is where I said Logan's hair is always perfect. But they kind of just, you know, wander for a little while. Um, well, Francis coming out. Yeah, Francis comes there. Yep, he's like, whoa, what is this? Because they've never seen it. They've lived inside a dome their entire life. Yeah. Um, there's a part where they're like on this little cliff, and they're like, look, water, because they've been searching for water, and they're like, oh my god, it's water. <laughs> so their initial instinct is to just. Jump off this cliff into it. Just jump off a cliff right into the water. <laughs> Not knowing how deep it is. <laughs> that could have been a puddle that was, you know, two inches deep, and they just... It would have been so funny. <laughs> it shattered. They would have just both, both their fucking legs just shattered. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been so great. But, yeah, they just... And then uh skinny dipping scene, so more yeah. nudity. More again. nudity. Yeah. And this PG <laughs> PG was, you know, a little less strict back in the day. So they they eventually look at their life clocks on their hands and notice that they're clear. Yeah. Which means they're babies. Yeah. Basically, every person that lived inside the dome had a little crystal or something in their hand yeah. that changed life, life clock, yeah. changed colors um, as they got closer to turning thirty. Yeah, it's something about their clothing too was all based around their yeah. age. Their like, clothing. They all kind of dressed like fucking Robin Hood. Yeah, they're all wearing like, like tunics and yeah, tunics. Wraps, I guess. But they look at their clock, their life clocks, and they're clear now, so they. Reset or something, or they just yeah, don't. They're renewed. Yeah, they're renewed. They're babies. Renew, <laughs> renew, renew. Um, upon wandering and stuff, they stumble upon the ruins of Washington D.C. Yeah. Um, they think this is sanctuary, and they just kind of walk through the Potomac River, which is all you know, weeded out and crap. Just see the Lincoln Memorial. They see Abraham Lincoln statue, and they're like. He must be old. Is this what old looks like? Yeah, they don't know what old people look like. Never seen an old person. They kind of keep wandering. They, don't they go into the <laughs> Capitol building, basically? And they meet the old man who's just sitting there crushing walnuts. Yeah, crushing nuts. And he's got a lot of cats around him. Plenty of cats. Crazy cat guy. Crazy old cat guy. <laughs> they just have a bunch of questions to ask him. Yeah, this, they kind of learn about stuff at yeah. this point. They see that he doesn't have a crystal in his hand. Yeah. Or a life clock. Which means he was born outside of the dome. Yeah, so who knows how long he's been there. He talks about his parents and how they died and yep. where he came from. And he quotes a lot of T.S. Eliot. Okay. From Cats. Cats. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <clears throat> um, Logan and them kind of start sifting through some paintings. Yeah. Uh, and this is when Francis shows up. Kind of grabs Jessica. Grabs Jessica. Takes her to the back. To the back and comes out and he's, Logan! Logan! And they have a fight scene, basically. Yeah. Logan fight. This is a great fight scene. It is. It's a really good fight scene. Actually. And there's a cat that just gets fucking rocked. <laughs> yeah. It's sitting on, like, a table or something, and fucking, they go flying through that table. Jumping onto the table, yeah, so. Feel bad for that cat. But... Hopefully no animals were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that one probably was. Uh, Logan grabs the old flagpole and just. Well, Francis tries stabbing him with it. Yeah. They struggle, and he takes it back, or takes it away from him, and just beats the shit out of him with it. Beats with this flagpole. Twice. He hits him twice with the flagpole. I thought it was three oh, times. Three times, okay, three yeah. Times. Forgot about the initial whack. Um, and then, uh, 
He dies. Then Francis, Francis dies. dies because flagpoles are deadly as fuck in the future. Yeah. Oh, you need Show to you to fuck with America. A few face hits and then one back smash and you're yep. fucked. Mm-hmm. So they kind of go outside and bury him. And then when they go back in, Logan, Logan wants to go back. Wants to go back. Wants to tell people. Um, Jessica tries to tell him to stay. He's like, no, I'm going to go back. Well, Jessica wants to stay because she made a promise. Well, they made to the a old promise, man. yeah, to the old man. That He's like, "You got to bury me when I die." Well, not in that fluid because this dude is like senile as shit. Yeah, but <clears throat> but yeah, they end up decide to go back anyways. Yeah, and they okay. decide to take the old man with them. Yep. So they start walking back. They have to make you know it's obviously a nice journey back to the city or whatever. The old guy never shuts up the entire time. Yep. I don't know how they rambling. You know. There's not one scene of them just turning, saying, "Would you shut the fuck up for two seconds?" Dear God, you senile piece of shit. Yeah, he just keeps talking. Um, they set up camp one night. They set up a campfire, and the old man tells him about love and marriage. And marriage, and Jessica's like, "Oh, that'd be nice." And Logan's like, eh, "Yeah, yeah, don't that'd be great." Good. Okay, maybe. Kind of throwing me in in a corner here. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what else to say, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they get, like, quasi-married, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Quasi-married, whatever, <laughs> something like that. He's very unsure about it. The one they're talking about is hilarious. <clears throat> She's all into it, and he's just... Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> God damn it, how do I get out of this one? <laughs> A lot of chicks back at the dome city. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so they make it back to the outside, and they're trying to find a way in. It's just like... Cool waterfall sculpture. Yeah, really cool waterfall. <laughs> Logan's like, oh, they must use this for energy. Yeah. But he doesn't know how they convert it <laughs> energy. <laughs> like, step one, get water. Step two, fuck rhino. Step three, energy. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> if you're ever building a city, just remember the <laughs> three yep. simple steps. So, they leave the old man there because obviously he can't. <laughs> they have to swim to get in, yeah. Which, which, this is one of a trope in movies that I fucking hate in TV shows. Who swims through a fucking tunnel underwater? Everybody. That is like the most insane thing in my eyes. It's like, you don't know where that tunnel ends. I mean, you, you might know where it starts. You probably do, if you're going to go on it. But you could make it like halfway and run out of breath and then yeah. do that, you know, crazy fucking Laura Croft contortion death struggle <laughs> and you're dead. It's always been a fear of mine. I will yeah. never swim through a tunnel underwater. Well, neither will I. Yeah. I don't know how to swim. You so. can't swim. Lucky me. <laughs> Anyways, they hold their breath for a long fucking time underwater here. And they, you know, get through these grates. They get in to back into the city just as people are going for the renewal ceremony. Yeah, the carousel. <laughs> the carousel. Oh, they kind of run to the courtyard-ish thing, and Logan's like, No! Don't! Don't no. go in there! You can live! You can be old! Carousel is a lie! And people are like, eh, whatever. And Jessica's like, no, I saw it too! Carousel's a lie! And they're just like, eh. Nobody fucking listens to him. And then the Sandmen come and try and the computer take for interrogation. Um, he's locked up and they're asked, the computer's asking about Sanctuary and He's not giving the responses it wants. Yeah, this is kind of this is a fun scene because these like bars drop down and around him, and like they're scanning his brain and then pulling out his memories. There is no sanctuary. 
it's really wonky, and he basically like blows up the computer, kind of. Like, yeah, he mind. destroys it with his brain. Yeah. Um, everything just starts to go to shit, and Logan and Jessica try and run out of there. Make a break uh, for it, and they start fucking shooting fucking computers. And... Yep, and just basically start chaos into the whole dome city. Yeah. Um, it starts to explode. Everybody just takes off outside. Yeah, between the explosion and how fast they get outside, it's like, how did you not know how to get outside before? Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> they instantly come right out where the old yeah. is. Which, there was no door there. It's just no. a... Yeah, they're just like, oh, whoa, whoa, who's this weird-looking guy? And everybody kind of slowly walks down towards him, and <laughs> the one girl just, like, gently touches him and then, like, turns, and she's like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, oh, he's okay. It's all right. good. Everyone, get in here. Molest this guy. <laughs> everybody just come and molest this dude. And uh, everybody cheers, and that's the movie. Yeah, that's the end. Everybody's, you know renewed i guess yeah. but credits start to roll and footage of uh carousel plays in the background yeah. so open bodies that it's logan's run yeah um you're, you're up this is uh, you. my turn okay um i enjoyed this movie yeah for you know back in the day an older sci-fi movie i, I was really impressed with it the, just the, the set design and all the stuff they did to transport you into this future world was, I think, super well done. The effects for keeping in mind what was going on, you know, what they had at their disposal at the time. I thought they did a really good job. They did a really good acting job, minus Farrah Fawcett. Michael York did a really good job. Um, and he's done a lot of work. Since he's done a lot of work. You might best know him as Basil Exposition in the Austin Powers movies. That's immediately where I recognized him from. Um, but yeah, everybody did a good acting job in this. Uh, it's a super cool story. I, 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 I would definitely recommend this. It's a good watch. I'm going to give it a 7. Give it a 7? Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a step higher than you on this one. I give it an 8. This is uh, another one I loved watching back in the day. Back in high school, I'd watch it over and over. Yeah, the music kind of, you know, blends with the movie. It's good, but it's nothing special. The acting is, you know, as good as you're going to get for uh, 1970s. It it definitely has, like, a huge 70s feel to it, you know, early yeah, 80s. Yeah, big time. Um, the story, I mean, is amazing. After I first saw this movie, I originally went out and bought the comics, or tracked them down, as many as I could anyways, and, you know, read those, which... There's, I can't remember how many there were. There was like under 10 or whatever. But then two of them took place after the movie, which was pretty cool. And yeah, this is a, it's a good flick. You kind of feel transported, even though it's, you know, cheesy 70s of sci-fi. It's, it's everything I love in a movie. You know? mm. But yeah, this is definitely an eight. This is mm -hmm. definitely one I'll watch again. Sure. Um, yeah, IMDb gives it a 6.8 out of 10. So it's a little closer to me. But, yeah, I, I definitely recommend checking this out. Um, we got a couple fun facts here for you. Since I know Gavin wants to know this, the pool at the end that they kind of sneak back into the city in, yeah, it is the famous Esther Williams tank at MGM Studios. Oh. So it's just, this is a real location, and it looks pretty cool. It's I've like seen a, that tank. Yeah, it's neat. You kind of got to check it out. The funny thing here, Michael York, Richard Jordan... 
and two other actors in the movie were all over the age of 30 when they made this film. Nice. So they would have been dead. They would already be dead. Yeah. Also, as we noted, there's a lot of nudity in this movie, so how it got the PG rating. The love shop sequence, the orgy. Yeah. Originally ran much longer, but had to be cut down under pressure from the MGM censors. Nice. Other... Other scenes that were cut included Box making a nude ice sculpture of Logan and Jessica. Yeah. Several characters visit, visiting a hallucin mill in the arcade. <laughs> that would have been and, fun. Yeah. So they they literally cut this movie down. Oh yeah. And it still should not be a PG movie. But yeah, those are just some fun facts about it. You got anything else you want to add before we sign off here? Uh, I think I'm uh. I think I'm pretty spiffy. I'm happy. Pretty spiffy? All right. Well, we hope you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, we ask you please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook. Search for Movies from A to B or MFAB Podcast. We're also A lot of MFABs. On Twitter, at MFAB Podcast. <laughs> and we have an email account. MFABpodcast at gmail.com. What were you going to add? I don't know if I should. It's a white 100. <laughs> oh, yeah. I almost forgot to mention this. Yeah. This is uh, number eight on the white 100 movies. Which is the top 100 movies with all white people. Yeah, which is a lie. Which is a lie because we caught at the end a couple black extras. Yes. So Just check your was... list, white 100. Check your list. Give credit where credit's due. There's uh, surprisingly a lot of fucking really big movies that are on that list. It's crazy. Yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, with that being said, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for checking us out, and we are going to sign off. I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Next week, we take a bunch of boat rides in Miami Vice. And learn about a new fetish in Tetsuo the Iron Man. Until next time. That's a wrap. Cut. Cut.